Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast, which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. We are continuing our study in the book of Acts. We're still in chapter 16, looking at verses 26 through 28, read from today's New International Version. How believers respond to their troubles can play a major role in how others will respond to the Savior. And we see a picture of belief of this picture is embodied in uh, the experience of Paul and Silas. They went from praying to praising. They went from praying to singing uh, songs, hymns from uh, the book of Psalm. So can you imagine when we're in that hard place, when we're between the rock and the hard place, as they say, as they say, how do we handle those situations? Probably not like Paul and Silas, but let's listen to uh, verses 26 through 28 of, of Acts chapter 16. Suddenly there was a such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself. We are all here. Again, Acts chapter 16, verses 26 through 28, read from today's New International Version. I'll be back with insights and close with prayer. Hi, this is Hope Scott. I am your host of 5 Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thank you for listening and following my podcast which can be heard almost anywhere podcasts are heard, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms. Like and follow at Minutes Word on Facebook and Twitter. Again, that's Acts chapter 16, verses 28, I'm sorry, 26 through 28, read from today's New International Version. And again, we're looking at a Christian's response to uh, trouble. When we look at it, Paul and Silas were, um, didn't do anything wrong. They uh, released a, a young girl from the bondage of demon possession and her, uh, her demon possession was used to the advantage of others and not herself. And the possession probably left her grossly uh, uh, misfigured because her features were changed. And um, again, I'm just imagining that when she was, that demon was released, cast out of her, that she was back in her right mind, clothed in her right mind, as uh, one of the scriptures says. But let's go ahead and go through what the commentaries had to say of the events that came of Paul and Silas's praying and praising. Suddenly there was a great earthquake 
and it says earthquakes are relatively common throughout this region. Luke shows that the timing of this earthquake coincides with Paul and Silas's worship. This earthquake was clearly supernatural. It was a great earthquake. An earthquake in such circumstances was regarded as a symbol of the presence of God and as an answer to prayer. And we know that, you know, as we think about Turkey and Syria and that earthquake that has devastated so many, we're praying that God does bring, because uh, I'm sure it's just as we have still have people that are displaced and uh, waiting for resources after Hurricane Harvey, which wasn't hardly as devastated, devastating. It was devastating, but it's not like an earthquake where your entire home just crumbles. All we had to deal with was flooding and, of course, losing everything. But they not only lost everything, they've also lost lives. So we pray for them. But in this case, the earthquake was God showing that that he was present. The design of this was doubtless to furnish them with proof of the presence and protection of God and to provide a way for them to escape, which they did not do. It was one among the series of wonders by which the gospel was established and the early Christians were protected amidst their dangers. And we'll continue to read about that as we continue to read of the Acts of the Holy Spirit, which are found in the book of Acts. The earthquake caused the doors to open, and that was an effect that would naturally follow from a violent, uh, such a violent earthquake. And again, we have to think of Turkey and Syria, where, you know, so many have lost so much because of those violent earthquakes. This was not only because of the timing and location, but also in a way that all the doors open and everyone's chains were loosened. And that probably uh, was designed to impress all the prisoners that the conviction of the presence of, uh, with conviction of the presence and power of God and thus to prepare them to receive the message of life from the lips of his servants, Paul and Silas. Because just remember, the, uh, it said that they were listening intently as Paul and Silas prayed and sang hymns of David. And you can just imagine, you know, them there in this dark, dank place, and they're hearing, singing, praising, praying, something that they'd never heard before. So God is showing them that uh, his servants were under his protection. And they were, uh, the prisoners were probably impressed and awed by the terrors of the earthquake. So they didn't even probably, they probably didn't even realize that they were loosed and that the doors were open because no one made an attempt to escape. And when the keeper uh, woke up, he was about to kill himself because, you know, that was the, the penalty. If someone that you're guarding get away, then um, you're supposed to, to uh, take on their punishment. And um, it gave an example of 
Brutus and Cassius. It said at this very place in Philippi, Brutus and Cassius and many of their friends fell on their own swords and ended their lives by suicide. And Christianity has proclaimed the evil of self-murder and has done uh, so much to drive it from the world. And uh, knowing that, you know, self-murder, is this man was about to commit suicide, he said, don't harm yourself. We're all here. He assumed that the, the, the jailer had thought that everyone had escaped. And of course, it would have been easy for them to escape because God provided a, a miraculous jailbreak. But that's not what they did. They stayed. And because they stayed, they will be able to minister. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this picture of how your servants, how those who believe in you should respond when we're in trouble. And God, we respond with prayer and praise. And Father, we respond even when we don't understand what's going on with trust, trusting you, trusting that uh, even when we can't figure out your, your hands, we can figure out your heart. We know your heart and your heart. You love us and we trust you, Father. And we praise you for um, for your son. We praise you for your Holy Spirit. We praise you even for angel protections, Father. Praying for those whose ministry it is to go in these foreign countries and here in America. So not just in foreign countries, but their job is to minister and to share the gospel which is our all, that is all of our mission, to share the gospel. So God, keep them safe. Guard their hearts, guard their minds, guard their bodies as they uh, share the word of life for those who are in darkness. Father, we're praying for those who need you in a special way. And Father, we're thanking you in advance for answered prayers. Praying for all those who are graduating. This is graduation season. Praying for them. It's also the season for weddings. Praying for those who are about to or who've already started making plans for their uh, weddings. Keep them, bless them in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.